This is the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now, here's today's lesson. So I do want to thank everybody for joining us for Jail Ministry today. Uh, for those that don't know me, my name is Miss Millie, and I am so excited that you are there watching and hearing the great words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because I assure you that he loves us completely. And there's nothing that we can do to stop him from loving us. He may not love what we do. And sometimes we don't love what we do. But his love for us, it is real. It's just like pure gold. Real. So I do thank you for joining us. I pray that you have your Bibles with you today. Something to write on and something to write with, because I always like to give you the scriptures that you can go back and read them for yourselves, because with such a short time that we have to talk about the Lord, we won't really get a chance to read the chapter in its entirety, but you can go back and read it. And I encourage you do go back and read it. And a lot of times you go back and you find things that you missed. And sometimes the words just jump off the pages and talk to you. And the Lord just unveils himself. He, he just reveal who he really is and exposes himself to you that he will be real to you in your life because it's so very important that we know for ourselves that we're saved. It's so very important that we know Jesus for ourselves and that we don't just have a secondhand salvation. Somebody else said, or somebody else convinced us, but that the scriptures, they're so very convincing. And I pray that you are convinced today for all my believers out there that already have chosen the Lord as your personal savior, uh, praise the Lord for that and that you would be encouraged and follow along with me in the scriptures. And if there's any there that have not received the Lord, but you're just joining in for the first day, I pray that can take the scriptures today and paint <clears throat> such a picture to give you an invitation to receive the Lord for who he is and he's so wonderful. So without further ado, with you please go with me to a word of prayer. Let's just talk to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus, for this day. A whole new year that we are embarking upon. A time, Jesus, that where the world is in such a state, Lord, that we got to get a hold of you in our own individual lives, Jesus. And I pray today, Lord, that you would help your people, your people everywhere, near and far. Jesus, that you, oh God, you're already there waiting on us to call on you, waiting on us to reach out to you and tell you all about our lives, all about our problems. And yes, Lord, we do know that you do know who we are and what we're going through. But the scriptures told us to ask and we shall receive that if we knock, that we shall find, oh God, that the door would open up unto us, Lord, if we knock. And sometimes, Lord, we have to keep knocking 
to ensure that we have your attention, Jesus. And Lord, we're seeking your face today. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless your people that are listening. If there's any that are sad today, I pray that your word would lift them up, Jesus. If any that are heartbroken, any situations that are going on in their lives, Lord, I pray that you address it, Jesus. Meet all of their needs, as Philippians 4.19 say, according to your riches and your glory, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this another opportunity to come and share the word of God, to lift you up and talk about your goodness and how, Lord, that you want to be in every aspect of our lives and every intricate detail about us. You want to be there, Jesus, for the scriptures tell us that the issues of life is in the word of God. There's nothing new under the sun. So there's nothing that we're going to go through or encounter that someone somewhere haven't already gone through it. And as a testimony, they got through it with you, Jesus. So Lord, we pray today that you would bless us in ways that we need it most. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I want to talk to you for all those believers out there. And even if you're almost convinced, I pray that you would consider the words of God today. That you would be fully convinced, fully persuaded that God is who he say he is. And I want to talk to you about today our prayer life with the Lord, our communication with him. And, you know, I've heard so often that communication at its best is poor, but still it has to be there. It's a two way street. And what I really want to focus on is God will help a praying person. That's what I want to talk to you about. God will help a praying person, but you've got to be that praying person. We make no assumptions when we come to the Lord, but we come to him and take him at his word. We take him at face value that he is God of the heavens and beside him there is no other God. That in the beginning, in the book of Genesis, it tells us that in the beginning, God, God created and he is still God. He's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. God is God and he always will be God and he does not change. So if we come to God honestly and sincerely, he will answer your prayer. God will help a praying person. So for those that have your Bibles, turn to the book of Mark, the 11th chapter and around about the 24th verse. And we I have a few scriptures I'm, I'll give you that you can write down that you can go back and read the whole chapter for yourself. So in the book of Mark, and I have the KJV that I'm reading from today. So the 24th verse of Mark, it says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. See, when we come to the Lord, we must believe that he is who he say he is, that we believe that he is God almighty and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But we must commit to seeking him. We must commit to praying, talking to the Lord and prayer is talking to the Lord. And I've often heard people say, well, I don't know how to pray. Well, you know how to talk. So talking 
to the Lord is your communication with him. And we know that when we pray that everything has a voice, hurt has a voice. So whatever you're going through, love has a voice. Pain has a voice. Anger has a voice. So when we go to the Lord, we take our voice there. If you, whatever you, instead of dumping on somebody else or trying to get somebody else to understand and feel what you feel when you're going through it, I assure you that the Lord, he, he feels what we feel. He pities every groan that we make and he understands us because we are his creation. We are his children. So we take that hurt. We take that pain or whatever we go into and we take it to the Lord in prayer. And that is exactly where he would meet you. You, wherever you make your altar and the men in the Bible, if you get a chance to search it out, when they went to places and the Lord, they conquered whatever was going on, the enemy or uh, whatever, they built an altar. They always had an altar. And I encourage you, make you a sacred place. Make you a, the Bible say that enter into your closet. Well, if you don't have a closet, wherever you feel most comfortable, it may be a corner somewhere that you can find some solitude that you can go before the Lord and the things that you desire that we just read, the things that, that mean the most to you. The, uh, the 24th verse is that when you pray, so you've got to pray. And I'll tell you the only way that we're going to make it in this world that we're living in, this generation of vipers, it's an evil and wicked and it's a sinful generation. And if we understand the sinfulness of sin, then we can look around and we can see that it's everywhere. The scriptures tell us that the transgressors, they have come to their fullness. Ain't nothing in the closet no more. Everything is out in the open. It's in your face right there. So nothing is in hiding anymore. So if we see that and we know that the only way that we're going to make it, that our focus is not what's going on outside of us, but our focus is what's going on on the inside. See, the Lord wants to start that relationship with us on the inside first. And if we address the inside issues, when, like I said, when you go to the Lord, if you're hurting, take the hurt to the Lord and he will address the hurt that's on the inside. If you feel abused and used and, and you've been treated badly or whatever the case may be, that's what you take to the Lord. You take it to your altar. You take it to your sacred place where you talk to the Lord. And let it be a quiet place that there's nobody around, that there's no interruptions, that there's no phone ringing. And hopefully where you are, there are no phones. I hope that there isn't. If there's a TV there, kind of back away from it. Try to get somewhere where you got a little solitude. Get somewhere where it's just you and the Lord. Somewhere you can focus. Somewhere you can bring it, pull it all in. You can meditate on the Lord. And the first thing we do is that we thank him for what we already have. And over in, in Psalms, some believers are in the 63rd chapter. Tell us when we come to the Lord with thanksgiving. Lord, th thanking him for what? That you're here to thank him. Lord, I thank you that I am here. You know, every year carries a number and somebody's gone. But if you're here right now and you can hear my voice, then you're here, you're present. 
And if we're present, the scriptures tell us to present our body a living sacrifice. Present it present. Let yourself, let your body, let your life, let it be a present to the Lord. Let you present it because honestly, that's all we have is ourselves. The Lord don't need our money. He don't need this or that, but he needs us to come to him and present ourselves right before him. Lord, here I am. This is me. I'm very angry at what happened in my life. And I read along with Miss Millie when she read in Mark 11 chapter 24 verse that whatsoever things I desire, Lord, I have desires and things that I can't fix. There are things in my life that are broken, but the Lord said he will bind up the broken heart. He will repair the breach, the breach. He will turn your life around and get it back on track, on the right track and put you on the right road, the straight and narrow path that leads to life and not the broad road where anything will do live how you want to suffer the consequences. But that road leads to destruction, but he'll get you on a, a path that will lead to happy times in your life or lead to the goodness of the Lord. So we bring all this stuff to the Lord and he said, believe. And one thing about our prayer life, because God, he'll answer a praying person. He will help a praying person. And we cannot expect anybody to do our praying for us. You said, well, I already wrote a letter. The preacher praying for me. That's good. Well, my mama praying for me. That's good too. Well, my friend, well, we got a little prayer circle going on right here where I am. That's good too. But the best thing is your own individual personal prayer life. You see, the Lord want to hear from you. He don't want to hear from your friend. And one really great and important thing about the personal relationship with the Lord him here for you is that you will know that you know that God is real to you in your life. When that person that prayed for you is not there, when you are an encounter in a situation that you can't altogether see your way clear, you can't see your way through and ain't nobody going to call. Who do you call when you need to call somebody and there's nobody to call? What do you do? when you need to do something, but you don't know what to do. Well, I assure you, prayer is the answer. God will help a praying person. You say, well, Miss Millie, I don't know the Lord. Well, you get down there and you tell him, Lord, I don't know you. I have not a clue as to who you are. Lord, I, I've heard this and heard that, but honestly, I don't know who you are, but I know that I have problems. I've tried this and I've tried that. I've tried pretty much everything that's within my reach. So here I am. I am coming to you. Lord, even if it is your last resort, Lord, here I am. I got all this stuff going on in my life. My life has derailed. I don't have a clue about a clue. Lord, I don't even know, Jesus, what's going on with me. Sometimes I feel happy. Sometimes I feel sad. Sometimes I feel depressed. And all these mixed emotions that's going on, I have no peace. I cannot sleep at night. I really don't know what's going on with me. All I know, Jesus, is I need a change. This is 2022, Lord. I don't want to enter into this year being the same old person as last year. That old man, it got me nowhere. It got me right here where I am, where I do not desire to be. So, Lord, I am coming to you. Even though I don't know nothing about you, even though I've heard what Miss Millie and others said, oh, they said something good. They took us to the scriptures, but Lord, it is secondhand because I don't know it to be true. 
and we come to the Lord in sincerity and all honesty and we get real with God. See, the Bible said with prayer and supplication. Supplication is when we, we really talk to the Lord, when we really get down to business. And that's all the Lord wants us to do. He don't want us to come to him playing and hiding stuff. Because what can you hide from the all seeing eye? What can you hide from the almighty God? Absolutely nothing. And we do know that if we want to be real. So we come to the Lord and we say, Lord, I got all this stuff going on in my life. And even Philippians, write this down in the fourth chapter, Philippians six through the seven verse. It said, don't you worry about nothing. Don't worry about a thing. If you come to the Lord, if you ask the Lord and you're not asking him to do something crazy, you're not asking him things that are missed. You're not asking him for the wrong reasons, but you're saying, Lord, I sincerely want to change in my life. I am tired of being tired. I'm so very tired of me, honestly. And when we come to the Lord, we bring our pain, we bring our life, we bring our situation to the Lord. And we said, Lord, I read in Philippians, the fourth chapter, six verse, it said, be careful for nothing, but in all things through prayer, pray about everything. Things ain't going right at the house, pray about it. Things ain't going right with your beloved, pray about it. Things ain't going right with whatever it is, pray about it. Don't talk about it. See, talk is cheap, unless it's a cell phone, and hopefully ain't nobody dealing with no cell phone bills. But nevertheless, if we're going to talk it, let's walk it. If you're going to walk it, let's live it. So we come to the Lord. Listen, be careful for nothing, Philippians 4:19, six verse. But in everything by prayer. See, everything has to happen by prayer. And when you pray, you've got to believe it. If you're not going to believe it, why waste your time? And even if you say, well, I don't know God. I don't know him by his name. His name is Jesus. I haven't really had any real experiences with him. I don't have the spirit of God living in me. But you do have a conscience. And your conscience know how to distinguish right from wrong. Is that right? I know that's right. So we have a distinguished distinction within us, a built-in distinction to say, this is right and that is wrong. So we use that moral compass to say, well, I don't know God, but I do have an understanding when I do wrong. So Lord, I'm bringing my understanding to you saying, I am tired of living like this. And the scriptures say that everything happens by prayer. And listen at this. And with Thanksgiving, when you come to the Lord and you ask him for something, believe it. Why even fool with it? If you're not going to believe that he's going to do it and don't worry about it. The Lord will give your mind peace and he'll give your heart peace that you can sleep at night, that you have turned over your problems to Jesus, your friend. What a friend we have in it that cares about every aspect of our lives. He even care about our hair. He numbered the hairs on our head. He's such, so detailed, so specifically, intricately detailed. What kind of God is this that we serve? He's an almighty God that loves his people and he does not want any of us to perish. So we go to the Lord and you've got to believe. You know, Hebrews 11 chapter, when you get a chance, go over there and read it. It say, now faith. It's a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when you go to the Lord with your situations or whatever it is, you don't see the answer, but you know that Jesus is the answer. 
Maybe you don't know how to apply the answer, but you already got the answer. It's Jesus. So now as far as the application, you're asking him for a specific thing. You're not asking for any of the wrong reasons, but for all the right reasons. And you take that to the Lord. You say, Lord, I believe that you can do this. And he can do it. And for those out there that he's already proven himself that he can do it, won't he do it? You know that he will. So give me an amen on that one. So praise the Lord on that. He would definitely do it. So you say, Lord, I know that you can do it. And then when you, you get up off your knees or wherever you're standing or sitting, then you leave in total confidence that God is going to do exactly what you asked him to do because you came to him and you believed and you asked, you knocked on the door, he opened it and he accepted your prayer. You went to him and you said, Lord, I know I'm your child. I do believe that may not be your best child. And you said, Lord, the wrongs that I have done, if I have done anybody wrong, I've talked to my friend badly. Well, go fix that. There's no need for there to be an upsetness with anyone. You go fix it. The things that you can fix, you go fix it. See, the scriptures tell us to confess our faults one to another. Not your sins. Your sins, you talk to the Lord because God forgives sins and your friends can give the faults that you have, you've erred somewhere. You, you've, you've fallen off the wagon. You've mistreated somebody or maybe somebody has mistreated you. Listen, let your request be made known unto God. So I wanted to read, listen, go to the book of James. I hope we don't run out of time. So the fifth chapter in the book of James, go over there. And this is a really good book. Read all of James talk about temptation. When you fall into diverse temptation, James talk about being slow to speak, swift to hear, slow to wrath. And all that means is shut your mouth, open your ears and don't get mad. And that's a real good philosophy, but it's Bible. So James, the fifth chapter, 16 verse. Listen to this. Listen. We'll start right here. Confess your faults. Listen, confess it one to another. If you have erred, if you have done somebody wrong, and there's a scripture over in Matthew, <clears throat> and it tells us that if you go to the altar to bring your gift, if you go to the altar to ask the Lord for anything, and you remember that so-and-so is mad at you, you don't even have to be mad at so-and-so. They're mad at you. So you get up. You go to that person and you work it out. You said, remember that little tit for tat we had the other day that was so unnecessary. And I do apologize for my part. Make it right. See, the ultimate goal here, the ultimate objective is that the Lord will hear a praying person is that you establish a relationship with the Lord and that relationship that you establish here on earth that you go on to receive the spirit of God on the inside of you and that same spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead, it will raise you from the dead too. It will resurrect you from the dead and it will take you all the way from earth all the way to glory. So that's the ultimate goal is that when this life is over and there will come a time that this life will be over. Maybe at different times for different people, but nevertheless, there is a time. It was once appointed unto man a time to die. And after death, then comes a judgment. So it would take us from here to glory, the relationship with the Lord. And as you go live from day to day, that relationship, the Lord will, he'll talk to you. He, he will speak to your mind and he'll tell you, don't worry about it. Get your mind off your kids. Don't worry about that. 
Get your mind off your wife, your husband. Forget about where you are. That's not important where you are. What is important is what you're doing where you are. So get your mind on Jesus. And as you talk to him, he will begin to help you. He wants to help us all. John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world. He loved the world. And that whosoever believe him should not. Didn't say they won't, but it said should not. You got to work out that should not. You got to make sure that you don't perish. And in working out your relationship with the Lord, you can, the Lord puts our destiny in our hands that we trust in him and that he will live the life for us through us if we trust him to do that. So we go to the Lord. Listen, 16. So confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. Did it say talk about one another? Absolutely not. You pray one for another because the same judgment that we judge somebody else with, that's the judgment we're going to get judged with. So if you talk about somebody, you can expect somebody to talk about you. See, the scriptures tell us, be not deceived. God is not mocked. You're not going to make a mockery or fool out of God. That that a man sow, he should reap. Whatever seed we sow, we're going to reap that. But if you pray, the Lord is looking for a praying person. And he's looking for that praying person to believe in what they pray for. So back to the scripture. Pray one for another. Listen, that he may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So when we pray one for another, it's healing our relationship with that person. And just one person praying can bring healing to the whole environment. If the environment's toxic, if the environment is always mad, everybody's always angry, everybody's always popping off. If you would be that person that would pray, God will hear you. You come to him, you be real, you're honest. You see, it's just so much going on in here where we are. This environment, it's awful. Will you be that one to pray? You'll get somewhere and talk to the Lord about what's going on instead of always reporting it. They doing this over here and she did, he did that. And if they hadn't done that, I wouldn't have done this. Well, that's real signing blame someplace else. Forget about it. Take the accountability and say, Lord, I'm going to make myself, I'm going to designate myself the prayer warrior of this little area that I live, where I live, in my environment. And you don't have to make an announcement. You got to put no title on, prayer warrior of the block. You don't have to do that. Just in your heart, in your mind, pray one for another. And in your prayer, the Lord would change things for you, and he would change things for others too, because we don't know why people do what they do. We don't know the motivating factor, but God knows everything. He knows every heart. He knows every situation that they may be healed. And some things that have not had closure or healing is because it's too much chatter going on and not enough talking to the Lord. See, we put our lips in his ears and stop putting our mouth on other people and other things that we know not of or don't need to know. Then, you know, then the Lord will begin to answer our cry and you'll begin to see your environment. Things will begin to work out. And, you know, I used to always say that one of the unofficial rule, I hadn't found it in the Bible, but the one unofficial rule is a real good one. Of going to heaven, mind your own business. Oh, it'll take you far. And instead of talking about a matter, pray about it. Don't fight about it. If you're going to fight anything, fight the devil. Fight that thing that's in your head that's telling you to, to talk about that person. You fight that. So it brings healing. The effectual, effectual that your prayer is very effective. And, and it's fervent and, and it's intense. 
Real prayer is very intense. That hurt that you got. Fuel your prayer with that hurt. Think about who hurt you way back then if you're still thinking about it. Hopefully not that you're not. But if you are, think about that hurt when somebody hurts you. Oh God, put that intensity, put that anger in your prayer. Lord, I'm tired of this situation. I'm tired of this environment, Jesus. There has to be a change, Lord. Bring them out of change. Put that intensity, put that whatever emotion that you're feeling at that particular time, put it in your prayer and the Lord will answer. He will answer your prayer. He will hear your faintest cry and he'll answer by and by. Just a little talk with Jesus or it'll make things right. And he'll bring you out all right. And you'll find out that the more you talk to him, he'll talk right back to you. So pray that's you talking to the Lord. Read your Bible. That's God talking to you. And believe. Believe. Doubt not. If you can believe that he cannot, surely you can believe that he can. And I assure you that he can. And I pray that you have been so very blessed. So write those scriptures down, James 5 and 16, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, Mark 11, 24, and here's some more, 1 John 3 and 22, 1 John 5, 14 through 15, John 14, 13 through 14. Go to Ephesians, pray always. 1 Timothy, one God, one mediator between man and God. So we're going to come to a close right now. So just bow your heads and I pray that the Lord has blessed you today. Lord, I thank you for your word. Bless all those that are listening, Jesus. I pray that they were touched, Lord. Heal men, whatever the, the need is out there that the people have needs of. Meet the needs of your people because you will hear and help a praying person. In Jesus' name, I pray. Be blessed. God will help a praying person.